Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 149. So I have another listener question that I wanted to answer, and it's a good one. It's all around this concept of high mileage. And I really wanted to talk about this one because I've had a similar experience uh, as the, the listener who wrote in, and I'm guessing that maybe you've encountered this same thing too. So let me read the email that came to me from Sarah. So Sarah writes, so I have a question. I have a free training plan that I found online. I've run several 25Ks, 20 milers, and three 50Ks in the last three to four years and never followed a training plan because the people I run with have run several 50Ks. So I just did what they did. However, they don't go above 15 miles for a long run. And the usual long run mileage is seven to eight. And during the week, they run three to four miles. So in doing this 50 miler, I wanted more structure and obviously more miles. This past weekend, uh, we were supposed to do 19 miles on Saturday and six on Sunday. Me and another girl did 10 on the road in the morning. And then I did six on the treadmill later. Then I did six on Sunday on the trails with the group. I made a comment to the girl that I ran with on Saturday that I did six more on the treadmill later, and another girl pretty much called me out for running so much and how I'm going to hurt myself, and that the last time they did the 15-miler, they didn't train over 15 miles. However, after every 50K, I can't walk for a week, and I thought I was dying, and she writes in parentheses, not fueling properly played a part. But I know it was mostly lack of training. I felt pretty sad after yesterday's run with my friends. My goal for the 50 miler is to do it in 12 hours. That's my big scary goal. I've done I've done my 50Ks between 7 hours and just a smidge under 9 hours. I guess my question is, am I wrong for training with such high mileage? And I know I will not hit every high mileage weekend, but I want to do my best at it. And the, uh, my highest... Uh, sorry, the highest my plan goes is 31, which coincides with my 50k that I plan on running, not racing, Sarah. Okay, so many good things to dive into here. And uh, full disclosure, I don't have the plan in front of me. I don't have more context as to what Sarah is doing for her training and what she's not doing. Okay, but I want to talk about this just sort of in generalities, because first and foremost, let's just get this out of the way. I don't think anybody should judge anybody else for their training. Okay. Eyes on your own paper, people. (laughs) All right. It's like, I could get behind this other girl commenting on it if she was giving useful suggestions or feedback, but all she's just throwing shade. She's just judging, judging, judging to judge. Okay. And I don't know that other girl either. And she's maybe she's probably a lovely person. But I, I just don't think judging other people's training is a good way to go. All right. So let's talk about sort of in, in general, my thoughts on this. First of all, everybody has a different capacity for work. And by work, I mean, training, all the elements that go into ultra training, stuff that we talk about a lot, walking, running, strength, mobility, cross training, rest, recovery, hydration, and nutrition, even when you're not running, like 
managing your day-to-day stress levels. I mean, all of that stuff, you guys, factors into your training, whether you think about it that way or not, okay? It plays a role. And everybody, like I said, has a different capacity for work. If you're just starting out, which it sounds like Sarah is not, right? She's run several 25Ks, 20 milers, 50Ks. So she's got some experience under her belt. So her capacity for work, again, haven't seen her data, don't know anything other than what I've read to you in this email. But it sounds like she's got a decent capacity for work. And if you're just starting out, that capacity is going to be lower, And that's the whole point of having a training plan. It's going to help you slowly and gradually build over a period of weeks so that your body has time to uh, push, adapt, recover, grow stronger, go again. Okay. And just as a side note, this is why I'm not a fan of people following other people's plans and not having a plan of their own. Like even if you're going to do the same thing, own and possess the a copy of the plan for yourself and like make decisions about what you are and what you aren't going to do based on how you are reacting to the training. Okay, if you just blindly show up and follow along with what everybody else is doing, you sort of abdicate responsibility for your own training and for the own experience for your own experience of listening to your body and figuring out whether you could push or whether you need to pull back. All right. So it sounds like Sarah really wants to do a little bit more training than she has done in the past. Now, I want to go back and talk about this one thing that she said. She said, after every 50K, I can't walk for a week. That to me indicates that there's something missing in her training plan. There's, there's a missing link. There's, she's either not doing something, she's not doing enough of something else. And again, I don't have full insight into what she is and is not doing, or wasn't what she is and is not doing. So, but that sticks out to me like a red flag. And the solution here isn't necessarily more miles in order to make that feeling go away and be more prepared for your 50 miler. The solution might be more strength training or might be more mobility, or it might be more walking I have no idea how much time she's spending on her feet, how many steps she gets a day. I I have no insight. But these are just some of the factors, some of the things that you have to be thinking about as you start to pull together your training plan, okay? And what's high mileage to somebody else might be lower mileage to another person and vice versa. So again, this is subjective, okay? There's no one right way to train for a race. Sarah has clearly put some thought into this. She has this plan. She's taking ownership of it and she's trying to follow it to the best of her ability, fully knowing, like she said, that she's not going to hit every single high mileage weekend, but she wants to do her best at it. And it sounds like she's giving it a pretty good shot. The other thing is, I don't know how long this plan is, but she does say that the the highest mileage in there is a 30 is 31 miles, which basically coincides with a 50k race that she plans on doing as part of the bigger picture of training for a 50 miler. And I'm a little confused um, with something that was said in here, because she goes, she, she starts out by saying that she's running with this group, and they've done 50ks before. But then she switches over and says that this the, the other girl that commented 
said that the last time they they did the 50 miler, they didn't train over 15 miles for their long run. So I'm not clear. Have they only done 50Ks? Have they done 50 milers? Here's where I'm coming from. Having done all of those distances, there's a lot to be learned. (laughs) Running a 50 miler is nothing like running a 50K. There's a big gap in there from 32-ish to 50. And on your way to 50 miles, it would be really good to have done a 50K. I don't necessarily think that you need to have done more than a 50K in one fell swoop, like on one day, but I do think having two pretty decently stacked double-digit back-to-back days will help you feel more prepared for a 50-miler. So something like a 20-miler and a 15, right? Knowing what Um, the benefit is of going out the next day to just run on tired legs. And even if she walked all 15 of those miles the second day, she would have that benefit of knowing I can go out and do 20 miles and then show up the next day and do 15. And she will understand this concept of tired legs and needing to push through because honestly, that's what happens from 32 to 50. Now I'm not I'm not poo-pooing this other girl's methodology for training nothing over 15 in terms of a long run. And some of this, you know, I don't know if <clears throat> they're they're tra- they're not training over 15 miles mileage based or whether they're doing it time based and that coincided with 15 miles. There's lots of different ways to do this, you guys. Strictly miles strictly uh, time-based. I mean, you can do a mishmash of both things, but I think it's I think it's narrow-sighted to say, oh, if you're training for a 50-miler, you shouldn't do anything over 15. I mean, how do you know? <laughs> how do you know what that feels like? That's a big gap from 15 to 50. So, I mean, there's the mental component of all of this too, knowing that you can do the distance when you show up on race day can be challenging. And we've talked about not doing the distance before you do the distance, which is, which seems logical for a 50k because it's relatively low just you know in context here as compared to 50 miles it's lower mileage it'll be a little more challenging to do 50 miles before the day of your race but I just don't see how you can get to 50 miles never training over 15 miles at a clip that's just me personally if it works for this other person I mean, all the more power to you. But I think this is where I go back to my original point. We shouldn't be making judgments about other people's training without having the full picture or at least embracing the idea that there's more than one way to skin a cat. All right. So, you know, really in order to like coach Sarah on this, I definitely need more information. So Sarah, if you want to send me this, maybe we'll do a part two to this. But just keep in mind, you guys, that what's high mileage to you might be different compared to somebody else and vice versa. So before you just sort of blurt out, oh God, I would never do that. Or you're going to hurt yourself. I think that's the thing that sort of pissed me off a little bit because she was assuming 
that Sarah is going to hurt herself just because she goes over 15 miles. How? How does she know? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. But if Sarah's doing a bunch of other things to support her run training, I mean, it's possible she won't hurt herself. So just, you know, be careful to make sweeping judgments about other people's training, you guys. And also, if this happens to you, and someone offers maybe an unsolicited opinion about how you're training, <clears throat> just know that they're obviously entitled to their opinion, but you don't have to act on it, okay? Like, you can thank them for their interest and their opinion, but you need to filter it through the lens of, is this right for me? And maybe something that they say is valuable. And you're like, oh yeah, right, you know what, I'm not doing that. Or I could benefit from more of this. But maybe you look at it critically before you just ditch whatever it is you're currently doing in favor of what someone else says they would do. All right. So give me some more information, Sarah, so we can <laughs> so we can finish this out. Hopefully your training is going really well. I don't know when your race is, um, but let's, you know, let's connect via email and let's figure this out. Because I, I don't think that this is quote unquote, such high mileage. It sounds to me from what you're saying that you're right on track. Keep going. If it feels good, and things are going well, stick with it, stick with that plan. If you start to see things going sideways, like you're tired all the time, or you're starting to get more aches and pains that are persisting, and they're not going away as easily as they did before, then that's something you want to pay attention to. Okay, you guys, well, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, I always love reading your emails. So if you've got a question similar to Sarah's, or maybe it's about something completely different, send it to me, megan at megan-gould.com. Maybe I'll answer you here on the podcast and we'll talk about it in real time. The other place you can bring these questions is to the private Facebook group, Run Your First 50K. Now, this group, remember, is for ladies only. So just head on over to Facebook, search for us under groups, request to join. There'll be a couple quick questions that you'll need to answer in order to let me know how I can help you. And you're in. We've really started to ramp up the conversation over there. We're doing weekly live streams. Uh, we've been doing some teaching, some coaching over there, and we'd love to have you come join us. It is a truly kick-ass group of women. So make sure you head on over there. And that's all for this episode, you guys. Enjoy this beat, and I'll see you all soon. Oh, 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 oh,